evening, everyone. Today I have the utmost pleasure of speaking with Caitlin D. She is a pelvic care practitioner of Integrative Pelvic Care. Caitlin, can you say hello to our audience today? Hello, everyone. Hi. Thank you so much for having me, Lauren. Oh, absolutely. It's a pleasure. I'm so happy that you're here. So this is going to be a really juicy topic that I'm really excited to dive deeper into. And I feel like you are the perfect person to have to speak about it. So today we're going to be talking all things pelvic floor health. So can you share, uh, let's get started by you sharing as much or as little of your own personal story and journey and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, amazing. Thank you so much. It has been quite a journey. Never in a million years did I think I would be here talking about these subject matters with anyone or sharing on the internet. It <laughs> is deeply personal work to me. I teach from my lived experience of what I went through, not just when I walked into a pelvic care practitioner's office myself, but really the journey started after leaving a domestic violence situation and really starting to wind my way through healing modalities and things really took a turn and there was the major catalyst that started inspiring me to share this work with other women and work with other women was when my youngest sister passed away from suicide mm. and that really gave me just this window into looking at childhood trauma, emotional trauma, sexual trauma, all of these things that we can go through and, you know, getting curious about why my little sister would want to leave, but also just giving me a lot of inspiration in that we are in this alone. So many of us have gone through so many different things and, you know, I don't like to compare. It's all your story and your journey is totally valid and beautiful and unique and Ultimately, it is, you know, the hardships are often what bring us into the opportunity to heal ourselves. And, you know, I see working with so many women and gathering together online or in person with women that the tough things, the symptoms brought us together and we're there celebrating that we have the opportunity to do this work together. So that is really, you know, what brought me here and now. I studied massage therapy. I did private some private mentorship with Alicia Patterson, and she was also my practitioner, and have also had the pleasure of studying some more plant taught and womb wisdom type work through Song of Sophia. So it has been, you know, just Everything I teach is from my lived experience. I go into trainings, I go into schools to learn more about me and to heal my body and to explore my own story. And really after I have embodied that and get, then I get to share it. And it's, you know, I think a unique way of doing this work. Ooh, that's beautiful, Caitlin. Thank you so much for sharing. This definitely took a turn because I did not know that about your history and I have so much love for what you've gone through. Um, I'm a DV survivor myself, so it's so interesting 
um, to see how that for a lot of people leads them to this healing journey. Uh, Cause oftentimes talk therapy after severe trauma, isn't enough for a lot of people. It's an energetic bodily healing that needs to take place. So I'd love for you to share more on, um, I, I know as a yoga instructor, we store a lot of trauma in our hips and our pelvic region. And I don't know if that resonates with you and you can speak more to the body storing trauma in the pelvis and the hip region. Yes, absolutely. And thank you for sharing as well about your story. The, you know, the pelvis is our root. The bony structure is this creates this bowl. You may have heard the term pelvic bowl before. And I really like to acknowledge that when I talk about pelvic work, that it goes way beyond the pelvic floor or the pelvic diaphragm and really goes into the whole abdominal pelvic cavity and the organs, you know, in our abdomen area that are often constricted because we suck it in, we exercise, we sit a lot, and then, you know, we add to that emotional trauma and curving in our shoulders to protect our heart, curving downward to be small and play safe. And over time, that just creates this very, like, constricted area which does hold trauma. And, you know, when I talk about trauma in the body, I really refer to that physical piece that is left in after a traumatic experience. So there can be a wide array of, and Gabor Mate has talked of it that way as well, which I love his work. And, you know, I really think that, again, there can be such a range, right, of traumatic experiences that we can go through. Some of them might have happened before we were even born, right? This can be, it's inherently generational work. And so you brought up the hips and the pelvis, and I definitely weave into this work. I call them embodiment sessions, but anyone in any of my containers has access to this once a week and it's really yin yoga yoga nidra meditation my own blend of root chakra and womb honoring and anatomical lessons all kind of weaved into one offering and it is so important that we open up the fascial lines in the body the fascia is the connective tissue that runs everywhere from head to toe if we took everything else out of the body we would be left with a 3d human form of fascia so it's everywhere and that is why we can't that's part of the reason why anyways that we can't work with just one space in the body even if we try or even if a practitioner does try to work with just one muscle it's affecting nerves, it's affecting the fascia on either side, it can affect you know, the blood flow on either side of that space. So really, you know, seeing that the body, the person as this whole being is so, so important and creating space, that is what releases, you know, I have not done much talk therapy at all. <laughs> it just was never my vibe. And body work and getting into the fascia and releasing, that's where you can really let it go. 
Like it's not a mental game. It is the body is storing these things and we can let things go without even knowing their story, right? It could be we were walking across the street when we were a little kid and our parent or guardian pulled us back to not get run over by a car. That creates trauma in the body and can create like adhesion and pulls through the fascial line, through the matrix of fascia that can impact us later on in life. So that's just an example of like such an innocent traumatic experience that we could go through and really, you know, how the body holds on to things is just really profound. Mm, Yeah. I couldn't agree more. You mentioned, there's so many things that I want to get into, but you mentioned the root and the sacral chakras and the root is our uh, sense of safety and security and the sacral chakra is the area in between the pelvis region. So can you talk a little bit more about how trauma manifests in blockages or over under activity in these areas and in the body itself, what that might look and feel like when trauma is stored? Yeah, absolutely. With the I really focus my work with the root chakra. If we are talking, you know, whether you want to talk about chakras or nerve pathways or the vagus nerve or, you know, fascial lines, it's all valid. And working with the root, you know, it's often forgotten because it is taboo. It's not, you know, you can enter the sacral chakra for more like sexual work or more pleasure-based things. And like descending down into the root can be where, you know, a lot of the most challenging things are hidden. There's a lot, again, taboo about this space. The female pelvis, you know, we hear about it when it comes to symptoms or sex or babies. And there's not a lot of in-between there in mainstream society because it does hold, you know, the base of our digestion, the base of, you know, our vagina and cervix and uterus that can hold so much as well. It can be, there can be a lot of fear, right, about entering this work, about even thinking about it. And I just want to validate that for anyone who is listening to this, that just starting to knock on the door of acknowledging the space in the body can start to create change in your system. And, you know, I'll speak to this from personal experience where I felt I didn't even really know I was blocked, right? I just kind of was going through life. I had been, you know, experienced child abuse when I was young. So I had started from a young age, really kind of tracking safety and being in kind of this uptight, tense state. And, you know, add to that life, going fast paced, job, school, sitting in traffic, all those types of things. We can be like, <gasps> really wound up from the root and beyond. And in addition to that, not really knowing about the space in our body can create a lot of confusion, a lot of shame and embarrassment. If we think about like expectations around women and bodily functions and how embarrassed we can tend to be. I heard when I was younger, how, women 
fluff and sweat it out. They don't actually have bowel movements or, you know, things like that. And it just takes away, you know, bodily functions are so normal. And when we have shame and embarrassment about that, we are holding on to that somewhere in our body, whether it's conscious or not. And when we also don't feel safe in our body, we're not going to feel safe and secure anywhere else in the world. Even if we put a really good mask on and have a really good coping mechanism, which I had for many, many years. And so coming back to the root area and really looking at being safe in our body, feeling confident in our body, which is self-trust, which is, you know, refining our voice, speaking up for advocating ourselves for ourselves, And I found all of that really by coming back to this last frontier of my body. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, That's beautiful. I love that. What does exactly does integrative pelvic care mean? I know before you mentioned that it's nearly impossible to just concentrate on one singular area of the body. It's all connected. Is that what you meant by integrative pelvic care? It is definitely a piece of it. You know, when I look at and how I offer this work is that we aren't just starting with pelvis. A lot of women come to me and they're dealing with pelvic symptoms, but they also don't have a relationship with their body and for a lot of different reasons. And I was in the same boat. So I really take what I learned and what I went through all the way, way, way back when I started this work after leaving that relationship. And, you know, I didn't know at the time that I was working with my nervous system. I didn't Mm -hmm. have any inkling about the nervous system when I started my own healing journey. And so I think that that gives me a different lens and how I teach it because it's all the information in the world won't get us there. We still have to be and feel and be in our body. And so the integrative piece is really honoring wherever we come into this work, reintegrating every bit of ourself back into relationship with our pelvis because it's often been generations that we have been disconnected and that women and our families have been disconnected from this space. And, you know, as we do that, all kinds of things can surface that can seem, you know, pelvic related or not. And, you know, as we, because it's all, it's all part of us. It's all part of our body. It's all part of our story it absolutely affects how we show up in business, in relationships, at work, with our kids, in traffic, at the grocery store. And so it's as we come back into our body, as we descend through the layers of our physical tissues and really create that space to heal, it's also integrating all these stories that come up. And, you know, my life path totally changed as I did this work. I went from being an executive assistant into going to massage school and doing 
pelvic care practices with women all over the world and in person in Denver, Colorado. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, wild to just witness how this impacts every aspect of our lives. And that's, that was really why the integrative piece came to me and, you know, also giving so much space for integration with practices that we do. A lot of times we're doing too much because we've learned more and more and more faster, faster. It should hurt. It should be hard. And it's the opposite really when it comes to the body responding and the nervous system responding. It's so gentle. It can be very short and sweet practices. And then it's time in between for integration to give the body space to really allow everything to land physically, physiologically, energetically, all of those pieces. And so that is, you know, a bit of my integrative pelvic care story. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. You can't isolate it. I think that it's all connected. And it's so interesting that you went to massage therapy school because after my sexual trauma, I started to get massages to learn safe touch and to allow myself to relax while being touched. And I was wondering if you're able to share some healing rituals or those practices that you spoke of. Yeah, beautiful. And, you know, for anyone listening, I think massage is such a great practice to start both with yourself as well as receiving. I really believed in massage when I, I used to have sciatica, bulging discs, and low back pain. And massage was the option I took instead of the surgery that the doctors wanted to give me when I was 22 years old. <laughs> so, you know, a good massage therapist that can really work with tissues and get in there can really open some things up. And that's my plug for massage therapy. <laughs> and let's see, for practices, you know, the first thing I will name is vaginal steaming or yoni steaming or pelvic steaming, all the same thing. If your list, if you or your listeners aren't familiar, it's an ancient practice that just uses water and steam, hot water that has steam coming off of it. And usually some herbs to that you sit over and allow to hit your pelvic area. So vagina and rectal area. And it's very gentle. It is very sweet and nourishing. And it is a beautiful way to reconnect to this space in a really non-invasive way. It was really the first pelvic care practice that I did. (laughs) And, you know, a lot can come up around it as far as just starting again to relate to this space and connect to it. So just honor anything that's surfacing is okay. You know, I like suggesting looking into your ancestors and where they came from and how they may have used pelvic steaming thousands of years ago. Um, Let's see another practice that. I find really beneficial is since we talked about massage, full body massage with oil with yourself. And this, you know, not only 
cultivates a relationship with your body, with your nervous system. It's also beneficial for the physical nerves. You know, a lot of times the nervous system is talked about like this, like just energetic thing, but it's actual physical tissue that it's made up of. And when you do this oil massage with, I really like jojoba oil, organic, because it doesn't, you know, we don't want to be rubbing chemicals on our skin. (laughs) And just slow down. See how slow you can touch your arm. Mm -hmm. See how slow you can touch maybe your belly. And, you know, as you work, do this practice, if things come up for you, if you have been through trauma, if you have a complex relationship with your belly, it's all okay. Start with your forearm or your hand and, you know, allow the emotions to come forward. That is the way we move through these things. And there's a lot of reasons why we don't do this self-touch. There's a lot of fear conditioned into women to fear their body. We learn to fear sensation, to fear symptoms. And so there is lots and lots of reasons that as we do this, you know, I like to use checking our breasts for lumps as an example. We learn to check our breasts for lumps to check for cancer. So we're doing this like, do I have cancer check? (laughs) Instead of just massaging our breasts because it feels nice and touching our body because it feels nice. And knowing it and having this, you know, baseline really of familiarity with ourselves so that if something really is off and we already know because we touch our bodies every day, then we can seek out outside help and, you know, also advocate for ourselves so that if we're turned down or turned away by a doctor or a practitioner, we can keep going until we get the support that we need because we know when something is off and not. True. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. What do you think of the, um, the jade egg, the yoni eggs? What's your opinion on them? (laughs) I'm curious personally. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Great question. You know, I think, I know that some people find them amazing. My own experience going from, you know, when I entered this work, I had numbness during sex. I had digestive issues. I had major menstrual pain and to name a few things. And when we are carrying chronic tension in our pelvic diaphragm, in our root, which is what most people are carrying, we have first of all, really weak muscles. And a lot of times the idea is we'll strengthen them and that's going to restore, you know, health, but it actually increases the tension. And so if we put an egg in and we try to engage muscles that aren't able to fully reach the, you know, to fully expand and relax as they were meant to, it's just going to tighten things into the same pattern as they already are. So I'm really about opening up, creating space, getting in there. And if you're open to doing self-care practice with, you know, intravaginal work, using your own hand to like stretch the tissues. And we've been told 
and heard about, you know, a tight pussy Ugh. and we don't want tight, tight is painful, tight it does not have blood flow, tight can, you know, cause a whole host of issues. We want soft and supple mm-hmm. and from there we are able to reach that, you know, full range of motion increase the blood flow, increase sensation, and, you know, increase overall vitality in our whole body. Yeah, I, I was getting triggered because when you said the, the tight pussy myth, I remember one time with a partner, I whipped out like a dildo to incorporate in our sex. And he was just like, ew, it's going to stretch out your vagina. I don't like dildos. And I just want to bust that myth right now (laughs) that the vagina is elastic. And I just, oh, you're preaching to the choir. (laughs) Yes, I had a partner to the abusive one was (laughs) also very emotionally and verbally abusive and would give me, you know, tell me I was loose and all these different things. And it scarred me. Uh, yeah that's why this work is so important and going back to the numbness that you mentioned during sex I find that oftentimes we're told kind of what we're speaking to that if you want stronger stronger orgasms just do your kegels just use kegel weights and you were talking about if it's already constricted we don't want to make it tighter we want to loosen open relax so can you talk more about the numbness during sex and the pain that a lot of females experience during sex. Absolutely. And since you brought up kegels, kegels, I would say just quit doing them. They're a waste of time, (laughs) frankly. Um, There's other things that we can do. And again, you know, just bringing it into like the same, it's like walking around if you're flexing your bicep all day long and then keeping doing that, it's just like using the same muscles and they can eventually kind of forget their full range of motion, their full sensation, Hmm. you know, with numbness and with pain, when we have, when we hold chronic tension for, you know, a long time, most of us, many years we've hold held chronic tension in our root and our core. And over time, as the blood diminishes from that tension, because the blood vessels are constricted then, lymph flows less. And because lymph needs blood to pump it through the tissues and into the lymph system. And as the tissues dry out, that is also going to impact the nervous tissue and can bring us to numbness, or to pain. And, you know, the other side of the numbness piece and the pain piece is a usually rooted in some sort of fear or some sort of protection, some sort of dissociation from the body that is a protective mechanism. You know, it can be so frustrating. It can be, you know, really embarrassing to talk about. It can be a feeling of hopelessness. I just thought that this numbness was normal. I had been told most of my life that females just don't experience as much pleasure. And that was kind of it. And it was just part of being a woman. And none of that is true. Oh boy. <laughs> you are wired for pleasure. And your body is wise for its way of protecting us. And I think that that if 
listeners can take one thing away that, you know, the body is always communicating and pleasure is also a symptom. Vitality is also a symptom. And we can often be so quick to run away and numb and want to get out of pain or discomfort that sometimes just sitting with that and saying, okay, body, I am listening and trying just to come into, you know, appreciation for the message the body is sending that can produce some very quick shifts in our physiology. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah. It could be totally hard. Easier than said than done, right? Yes. <laughs> That's why I love that you mentioned learning to advocate for, your, for yourself and speak up because it's so interesting, isn't it? That generations of women have been just told, oh, settle for mediocre sex. You're not supposed to get anything from it anyway. Just fake an orgasm. And it's like, hell no, that doesn't have to be our experience anymore. We can take our power back and learn to embody ourselves and claim the pleasure that we were born with. Absolutely. You know, and this, the voice piece is so connected to our pelvis and to our feeling of security and confidence, as I touched on earlier. And I always say, if we can advocate for ourselves, we can do that in the bedroom, the boardroom, doctor's office, wherever we need to. It becomes easier and easier when we really feel like we trust ourselves and we are worth advocating for. Right. Completely. <laughs> 100%. So Caitlin, we touched on so many awesome things. I would love to end with this question. It's a loaded question, but why should people start caring about their pelvic health? Why is it important? And can you offer some tips that people can do daily to take better care of it? Absolutely. You know, I really believe that women's health symptoms as a whole are rooted in this disconnection from the space. And that is not, there's no shame or blame around any of that. Even when looking at, you know, our mothers and our grandmothers there, I have so much compassion for their story and what they have been through as well as everyone coming into this work. It is admirable and courageous to even explore it. And it takes vulnerability and, you know, the rates of endometriosis, PCOS, infertility, menstrual pain, C-sections are the number one surgery for women in the U.S. Hysterectomies are number two, and one in three women by the time they are 60 will have had a hysterectomy. Wow. Those numbers are a big reason to pay attention to pelvic health. And it's never too early. It's also never too late. I believe that, you know, I work with a wide range of women and I work with those who have their uterus as well as those who do not. And if we have had major abdominal surgery at some point, then we need to work with scar tissue. And there's still, you know, the story didn't go away from our body with whatever we had going on with our uterus, if it's there or not. So, you know, I just really encourage being gentle, going slow, working, you know, acknowledging that every bit of the emotions and the rage that can come up, the sadness that can come up is all welcome. And you know, 
finding a practitioner, if you do go that route, that can take you, take it slowly and can really hold you in the full process because we can't, as we've touched on, we can't just go into this deepest part of ourself and not be going through. We're either going to be going through the emotions and feelings that are coming up, or we're going to be stuffing those down further, which is what gets us into this in the first place. So, you know, and really also the opportunity that we have to be doing this work, like if our grandmothers knew where we were at with this, I think that they're all smiling down on us and it's really, it inspires women around us. It creates ripples in the world when women do this work that I don't think we can ever truly comprehend and just know that it impacts everyone around you. And it's absolutely not selfish. It's self-centered work in a way that will absolutely change the world. Ooh, I have chills. I love it. I love it so much. Caitlin, can you tell everyone listening where they can find you if they want to work with you, what you have to offer as far as workshops and coaching goes? Yeah, absolutely. So my main hub is Instagram. You can find me at Integrative Pelvic Care. And I have a whole host of offerings. My work always begins virtually. I think that doing this work from home with our own body and starting there is so essential for the nervous system. It's so essential for our empowerment and understanding that we are the healer. Nobody is healing us. We have that capacity within ourselves. And I also offer in-person body work. I call them ceremonies because an in-person pelvic care session with me is like a day long experience with movement and full body massage and then doing the internal work as well as lots of time for integration afterwards. And you're welcome to send me a message. There is a lot of avenues into this work. So always I'm in my DMs. I don't have anybody else in there. So <laughs> you're welcome to reach out. And I love hearing from everyone. That's so cool. If I'm ever in Colorado, I need to go to you. I feel like that is just so powerful. Yeah, it really is. It feels like a very ancient practice to me. It's like very familiar and a very ancient way to me of two women really in a co-creative process. And, you know, it's beautiful and inspiring to be able to, as much as we can do at home, it is beautiful to be able to be held and, you know, go through deep unwinding in a, just a little bit different container. Totally. That's so awesome. Thank you so much, Caitlin. And I'll be sure to link all those where people can find you in the show notes. But it was so great to have you on here today. Your presence is just so soothing and calming. And I think that people will be able to take a lot from this episode. So I appreciate your time so much. Thank you so much, Lauren. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening to Spiritual and Bipolar with Lauren Coletti. If you would like to support the show, you can enter to win a $25 Avi gift card by rating me five stars and sending me a screenshot of your five-star review via Instagram, which I will list in the show notes. If you are enjoying Spiritual and Bipolar, I would love it if you shared with a friend or someone you think could benefit from the show. 
I would love to hear from you. So never hesitate to reach out and tell me your thoughts, suggestions for guests and topics, or apply to share your story on the show. All my love. Onar is a new idea, a new system, a new experience. Beauty is you and makeup should be all about making you shine. Onar has developed the perfect system for delivering makeup sessions online and their data scientists are working with makeup artists to make them even better. Unsure of what's the right look for you, the right shade for your eyes, the right brushes, or need help recreating that TikTok filter in real life, or maybe help figuring it all out. No need to spend time browsing through countless YouTube videos. Simply book a free consult with Honor's makeup artist and you're good to go. Honor is for any individual who wishes to look and feel better using makeup. I love that they are LGBTQIA plus friendly and even run special offers for people who are trying makeup out for the very first time. Customers must be 18 years of age and older to book. So check out Honor World today to book your consultation.